Alright, if you have been listening to me for quite some while, you know that sometimes when I'm in the middle of editing a podcast, I can suddenly just randomly start over a new one. And this is it. Okay, I just literally finished watching Soul, a Pixar animation film. Not sure if you guys have watched it. You guys probably should have. It is quite popular, just like any other Pixar movies. I watched it quite late actually, I've downloaded it for quite some time, but I just haven't found the right timing to watch it. But when I did, it blew my mind away. You know, I was like casually watching it on a weekend, munching some delivery food, thinking that it's just gonna be a pretty relaxing movie that perhaps has this typical Pixar morale or message. But the movie really got me thinking, you know. Even from the very first start, it already hooked me with the jazz music. You guys know that I love jazz. I just find myself vibing to this guy just because he plays jazz. Although I'm not like a full-time musician like him. So for those of you who for some miraculous reason is not familiar of the movie, just a simple recap, okay? There's this jazz musician that has been dreaming of performing professionally on stage at least in a quartet or in a music band but ended up teaching at school for kids and all of his life all of his days he was thinking of when is the moment that it gonna be my debut you know when will i be a musical break so that he could become famous or popular and and he was so certain that music was his life path Obviously, just like any realistic musician, most of them have a hard time to earn a living. So even at his age of presumably around 30 to 40 or even more, he's still living with his mother. Well, he has his own apartment, but still, he he is clearly not independent yet. He does not have a wife nor a child. So he's what the modern society calls a pretty late bloomer. And of course, his mother just wished for him to have a full-time job instead of just playing gigs. That's why when the school offered him a full-time position as a teacher, as a music teacher, his mom almost forced him to accept the job. Actually, she did force him to accept the job. But just like with the twists and turns of life, he was suddenly offered to play with this famous musician and then he got accepted to become her pianist. He was so happy that he almost escaped death unless he actually died (laughs) and he found himself in this fantasy afterlife which looks very very cute because of the animated drawings and found himself walking towards doom you know towards death and he said nah 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 i really needed this life It, it just came to me i can't die yet and you know of course he found some way to escape death otherwise the movie ended there and so guess what he He escaped the ritual and found himself in a playground full of little little children's souls that somehow he was assigned to mentor. And out of all the possible kids that he could mentor, he had to find this particular naughty one who just couldn't or wouldn't listen to anyone. So the idea of this world is to prepare all these souls to enter the world, to be born into the world. So the premise of the movie is that personality is developed even before we were born. That is why each soul has to be unique first before they could go to the world and live. And the existence of these mentors is exactly to help these little 
kids or souls to find what the movie called the spark. So once they find the spark, a little figure will pop up on their body or on their sticker and then the sticker became whole and then they could use the sticker as an access to jump off to the world and become human. Probably it's kind of abstract if you really haven't watched it at all. But this is what I found interesting because towards the end, long story short, after all the hardships and whatnot, he did come back to life and lived the life that he thought he wanted, you know, to become this famous musician, jazz pianist. But sadly, he felt the same way. And there was this quote that I really love that was stated by this famous musician. Why did I keep repeating that word? I should just call her Dorothea, just like in the movie. But anyway, she said to him, Once upon a time, I heard this story about a fish. He swims up to an older fish and says, I'm trying to find this thing they call the ocean. The ocean? The older fish says, That's what you're in right now. This, says the young fish, This is water. What I want is the ocean. Wow. I'm gonna give you some time to process this quote because it's very deep. <laughs> it's deep like the ocean. How many of us actually yearn for something more? I'm probably sure most of us do that, right? We hope for something big. We hope for a breakout of our current life. Okay, I'm, I don't want to talk about life because I think that's quite basic. Uh, I mean, most people who have watched the movie kind of get that idea what the message about life. But I think that message is just so, so good and relatable that we can also implement it to our love life. Love life. I mean, <laughs> to our love pursuit. So towards the ending, the main character realized that all his life he has been pursuing this idea of a perfect life when instead he has all of that all along. Because when another person comes to live inside his body, inside his mind, he was able to enjoy what he couldn't enjoy when that main character was himself. And it was funny because he thought that he needed to find a purpose to find meaning about life but was later baffled when the idea of life is actually just to live. Now, isn't this similar to what we felt about our love? Okay, I'm gonna make that big jump from life to love. It's quite crazy, but hang on with me, okay? Ever since we were little, we always have this idea of a perfect woman. Or at least for me, I want a woman. If there are some women out there listening, then, you know, then it's gonna be men or another woman or you know what <laughs> we all have this idea of a perfect partner no matter our gender orientation just to be safe we all have these preferences okay i want i want my partner to be like this for guys maybe i want girls with these curves i want girls with this character this intelligence or this communication skill or whatever and we've been discussing that a lot in the first season and also partly in the second season but it just got me into thinking, you know, just like this main character, Joe Gardner, he thought his life would be perfect when he could be this jazz musician. Maybe we also thought that our love life would be perfect when we have this woman or this perfect partner. Gosh, I'm just going to call her woman from now on because I'm a guy. Okay, it makes much more sense for me. I'm literally just ranting to my mic right now. I can't even believe it. But this is just how agitated I am in right now. I'm in a state of triggered mode thinking and thinking and contemplating about my life and love right now not even sure why 
And the ironic part is what caused this is just a simple cartoon movie. It's quite profound, huh? Okay, I am digressing. Back to the topic. When I'm thinking about my perfect woman, I thought that if I got her, then my life would be perfect. My life would be happy. But I came to realize that in my other past relationships, I thought these girls were what I wanted, were my ideal partner, but they turned out to be just meh. I mean, I'm not saying that they're not special. My relationship with them was special, but it just doesn't seem as exciting or it just doesn't seem as purely in love, lovey-dovey as what I thought. Because I did feel like Joe Gardner in the movie. During the flirting stage, I was so excited to be with her, but when I was with her, things actually just felt similar. Let me explain, okay? Things just doesn't feel like as flowery because in the end, it's still imperfect. Nobody is perfect, right? So there's always still this compensation. Oh, sorry, not compensation. There's this compromise that we always have to give to every woman that I date. But instead, if I could just take a step back and enjoy every little moment of the stage at which I go from flirting, from actually going out on a date with the girl, and then perhaps escalating into a relationship. I've never had more than a relationship, but for some of you, if you do manage to make it even as far as to the wedding, to the marriage stage, then all of these gestals of life, whoa, super high level word, could actually be the best seasoning, the best spices that you could ever find in your love life. Because like the little soul, 22, huh? That little girl with all her innocence just found the life so beautiful. The wind, the chair, the barbershop, the candy, everything else. What we think as normal, what we think as something that we would not even pay attention to, she actually appreciate all this little stuff. And so this made me reconsider my approach to dating. If I'm really chasing this girl with the idea of making her the one, la numera una, <laughs> instead of forcing my expectations on her, perhaps it would be better for me to just enjoy, enjoy what she could give me instead. Of course, this raises the question of whether we should have this expectation in the first place. I think it's okay, because like Joe Gardner, he has this expectation of music which got him into music and enjoys music. But we also need to realize sometimes people like 22 with no expectation of music can also enjoy music. Because I think while there is a balance between what you expect and what you enjoy, sometimes there's also enjoyment in the unexpected. And just like 22, we all wanted to find that spark. We all wanted to find that chemistry with this perfect girl. We even went to the hall of everything, trying to find that perfect girl. Perhaps we visited clubs, we visited our social circles, we went anywhere. We went to social events to find this girl, but we couldn't find anyone for a long time too, like 22. But it turns out that our spark is actually just enjoying the relationship, enjoying whatever is presented in front of us. Because like 22, she does not have a purpose. She doesn't have to have this grand plan of, okay, I'm gonna date her for five years, I'm gonna date her for 10 years, and after that, I'm gonna bring it to marriage. After two years, I'm gonna have a kid. After another two years, I'm gonna have my second kid. And then perhaps after four years, we're gonna move to a house and everything, all of these are important, but not important at the same time. If you watch How I Met Your Mother, Ted, planned everything for one season and he got left at the altar but in the end when he found what was later turned out to be the mother 
It just took him several episodes to know and be certain and later on officially became the father and the mother or whatever, you know, they call it in the series. And I just saw that happen in real life as well, you know, with all my friends. They they went dating for like six years. Some of them even got engaged and they broke up. And in another one year, they just found this perfect girl and then they just married right away. And right now, after five or six years, I dare say that they're living a pretty good life. So it really gives me this existential question, not only about love, but also about love. How do we find this perfect girl? Because there really is none. No matter what you say, no matter what you think you want, the most important part is how you feel. That's your spark. That moment when 22 in Joe's body just looked around the world, observing the couple having dinner, observing the dad and the child walking down the pedestal, feeling the falling leaves on her palm. Those make life, life. That's why it's like a kick to my mind, you know, all of this time, I was so stressed because, okay, not to the point of stress, I was just disturbed because I, unlike other guys, I never had any plan with my love life, you know, especially as an expat. There's always this borderline between wanting to become serious and not being too serious, you know, like, at one hand, you want to be serious with your girl, but at the other hand, you know that there's just a very slim chance for you to be able to marry each other. Of course, it's not impossible, but you know, if you're talking about statistic, it's probably around the range of 20 to 30% max of you actually managing to successfully settle down in China, in my case, get a house and everything else, versus you breaking up or leaving the country because of tens or hundreds other reasons. And so I was thinking, maybe it's not my time to date yet. Maybe I should just focus on myself more, and then when things get more stable, then I'll go out and look for a girl, wherever the hell they are. But I don't know if this is a good or bad realization, <laughs> or, you know, epitome. If anything, soul just makes me even more certain to just enjoy the show, enjoy what is now, the present. Because ultimately, I think my spark really is just to enjoy. My purpose, of course, is to find the one. But as, you know, Jerry from the great beyond or after or whatever the hell they call it in the universe says, a spark isn't a soul's purpose. You humans and your purpose and your meanings of life. So basic. Yeah, I don't want to be basic. I want to be complicated as hell. Let me just enjoy what is in the present. I don't even know how many times I've repeated this in this episode. So and so yeah, this movie just give me some more reaffirmation to just enjoy life as it is. Enjoy the women that came across to my life as they are. If it meant to be, it meant to be. I want to be like 22, being able to look left and right and up and down and find myself standing at that spot just appreciating all the things around me be it for love or be it for life because again a spark isn't a purpose but a spark makes you able to live without spark you're not even allowed to live you're gonna be stuck in that place universe where 22 was but when we did learn to understand and to let life flows into us not us trying to print out our desire to life I think things will become much better. Oh wow, I do actually manage to talk this long over just 
one disturbing idea on my head after watching this movie. I don't know, man. This movie just hits me on the feels. It really touches deep. Surprising. Really, really surprising. I guess this is the beauty of Pixar movies, you know? Just like with Toy Stories. Somehow, these little, little kids with all their dynamics do manage to make adults ponder and pontificate about life. So, what do you think of this? Do you agree? I guess to some people, this kind of perspective will be disadvantageous, especially for those who already want to exercise their game plan. But as I said, you can try. I mean, you can always strive to execute this game plan, but if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. And perhaps, I guess, the best chance or the best shot that you've got is to find some other people who also have this game plan. But for me, unfortunately, I do not have a game plan yet, which can be a turnoff, I guess, to those who do have one. But meh, what can I say? I can't change what I don't want to change. Okay, that will be it for this episode. Let me know your thoughts. Tell me, do you find anything else in the Soul movie that really blown you head over heels and just make you stare into the abyss for a long time? Because that's what I did. Like, I literally just lay down on my bed and looked at the ceiling for minutes probably minutes not until one hour but yeah long 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 minutes so that's my take on the movie honestly i think the movie was such a bomb there's just so many hidden messages symbols and meanings that we could derive if we actually spend some time to think about it i mean i don't think it's a coincidence that the soul is named 22 which is usually the age of us starting to wonder about life and starting to think that we got it all figured out when in fact we actually know nothing you know but that's another analysis i'm not gonna try to expand it here I just think that the core message of the movie can be really applied to our love life. <laughs> okay, let me know. All details, as usual, can be found down below in the description. DM me, email me, whatever you want. Let's talk there. Alright, as always, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. I hope you have a good day. I hope you have a good life. I hope you have a good love. And an even better one ahead. Man, this movie just get me all sentimental. Dang it. Okay, bye-bye.